It was Survival Saturday around the Big Ten. The Buckeyes survived Camp Randall, and Penn State survived the Hoosiers. Plus, we have a four-way tie out in the West. It's crazy. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I am Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, we're going to get into the Buckeyes. They finally got it together the second half and started to roll. And I think they look really, really good. Got some questions about Penn State, even though they won this weekend and Maryland, too. What is going on? Got the rest of the Big Ten slate to cover and our Big Ten top 10 from this weekend. See if my top 10 favorite moments matched any of your top 10 favorite moments over the weekend and be sure to subscribe down below please and follow locked on big 10 for free wherever you get your podcast that way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day all right i thought the buckeyes at badgers game was super interesting for a lot of reasons actually first of all Night games at Camp Randall, they're always unpredictable. They really are. They're exciting, and you never know what's going to happen. And this one was the same. As a matter of fact, it started off as a, as a turnover fest, right, in the first half. Um, in fact, it was crazy. It was what kept the game close. For the Buckeyes, Kyle McCord, he fumbled a ball on the first drive. Badgers running back, Braylon uh, Allen fumbled twice, lost one of them. They got the other one back. Preston Zagman and Ricardo Hallman, a couple of interceptions of Kyle McCord. That actually prevented the Buckeyes from blowing this thing open in the first half and making it an interesting game on Saturday night. And uh, the game was only 10-3 at the half, as a matter of fact, for the Buckeyes. But then Ohio State woke up and realized they were the better team. Also, they realized they have Henderson and Harrison. What? A dynamic duo those two are. First of all, let us uh, let's start with the running game for the Buckeyes. And, of course, you know, uh, Travion Henderson, he missed three games with the Buckeyes with an injury. He kind of glided right back into action, didn't he? 24 carries, 162 yards, and a touchdown. And he was a sight for sore eyes for the Buckeyes because even though they're deep, at running back, and they've actually had a lot of injuries at running back, but they've got a lot of guys that they all do very well. But they just look a little bit better with Henderson in the lineup. He even caught four balls for 45 yards in this game. And, of course, there's Marvin Harrison Jr. Six catches, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Just another day at the office for him. But, admittedly, that battle between Harrison and Ricardo Hallman one of the best defensive backs in the country. That was pretty fun to watch. But in the end, Harrison Jr. got his stats as he does each and every week. He is absolutely amazing and a lot of fun to watch uh, for the Buckeye fans out there for sure. Uh, all in all, speaking of stats, let's not forget the defense. The uh, Buckeyes have now allowed more than 17 points all season. They continue to roll. They kept 
Wisconsin can tame, and they are now eight uh, eight zero overall, five and zero in the Big Ten, and they truly look like they are in midseason form, at least in the in the second half, and uh, they ended up winning twenty four to ten in that game. So. Um, much more impressive second half than the first half. But when they're rolling, they're rolling. It's kind of like also when they woke up a couple of weeks weeks ago against Maryland, you know, they're kind of slugging it along and struggling, and then all of a sudden, boom, can't stop them. And um, they they got that look to them. They're, they're improving each and every week in many, many ways. And again, their problem the past couple of weeks was just being healthy and putting all their best players forward in that football game. Uh, as for the Badgers, they're in a four-way tie atop of the Big Ten West. Braylon Allen, who um, I like him. He runs well. He blocks well. Did you see him pick up that safety on the blitz and just smash him? He was injured in the game, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. We'll find out uh, throughout this week here. We'll find out for sure. Wisconsin is already thin at running back. They lost Ches Malusi earlier in the season, so Badger fan, keep your fingers crossed on that one. Got the Hoosiers coming up next. Um, earlier in the day, speaking of the Hoosiers, they took on Penn State. Penn State came out sleepwalking a little bit in that one, don't you think? And actually, Indiana played their best game of the year. But I predicted here on this podcast, I thought Penn State might come out a little slow for a quarter, uh, coming off the disappointing loss to the Ohio State Buckeyes, where that was one they really wanted to get up in that upper level of the Big Ten, and they just couldn't do it. They lose Ohio State. I think there was a little carryover the following week. But again, I got to give the Hoosiers some credit for playing them pretty well. And um, Drew Aller threw his first interception of the season. Everybody talked about, hey, look how look how great he is. He hasn't thrown any interceptions. Some people say, well, he doesn't throw any interceptions because Penn State never throws the ball deep or at risk. A lot of defensive line pressure on him all day. And finally, the late interception came. Uh, you got it. They turned it into a field goal, and they tied the game at 24. It was with under two minutes to go. This game was tied at 24. Need I say more? Penn State and Indiana. Penn State fans, again, still frustrated with the lack of the explosive downfield offense, but they did it once when it mattered. With about 90 seconds to go, of course, Drew Aller ends up throwing one down the right side, 57-yard Touchdown pass to Keandre Lambert-Smith. They get the late lead with a minute 46 left in this game. They got a safety afterward to add to the final score, 33-24. to 24. But it was an exciting day, probably a little too exciting for Penn State. Great effort by the Hoosiers. That play, by the way, to Lambert-Smith, that was only the second pass play longer than 40 yards all season and their first since their season opener. They're just not stretching it out down the field. And uh, maybe more plays like that would keep everybody happy, I would think. As far as IU goes, you know, they hit the big play. They were the ones hitting the big plays in the first half, picking Manny, uh, Manny Diaz's defense, much acclaimed defense, picking them apart in the first half with a couple of um, – it was, you know, lack of communication by Penn State on the defense. Indiana took advantage of it, got behind the DBs on, on one play. They had two big, big plays, one for 90 yards. Brandon Sorsby hitting uh, DeKeese uh, Carter. And then Sorsby later hit Donovan McCauley for a 69-yarder. That was when uh, Penn State blitzed, but the corner thought he was going to have backside help and never came. And Indiana just took that for a ride all the way for a touchdown. Again, miscommunication by the Penn State defense on a couple of plays. Uh, Indiana special teams in this game also killed them. 
They they uh, they dropped a punt return. They missed a field goal. When they dropped a punt return, Penn State got it, got the momentum back, scored a touchdown. So there's seven points. Missed field goal by the Hoosiers. That's three. Ten points right there in a nine-point ball game. So um, they 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 hurt themselves. There's there's no doubt. It could have been a much different ball game if Indiana special teams didn't let them down a couple of weeks in a row. Nevertheless, uh, Penn State gets the win. Uh, you know, a couple other things for Indiana I want to mention because they they've really struggled this year. Their defensive line played really well. They put pressure on Aller. They made a lot of stop. They kind of they didn't let the running game of Penn State kill them. Although they they get did get some yards there. But uh, IU is down to a four-game season now, man. It's just, they've got Wisconsin at Illinois, Michigan State, and at Purdue. Those are all winnable games. They're also all losable games. But that's what their season uh, comes down to right now. So the two big games of the weekend, the Buckeyes beating the Badgers at Camp Randall and Penn State hanging on to edge out the Hoosiers on Big Ten football action. Th those are the main games that came out uh, that I wanted to comment about here, right here. I'll take your comments on them here at Talk Big Ten on Twitter, also on our website, talkbigten.com. That is with the number 10. And I uh, would love for you to uh, hit us up on that. And also, uh, you can hit me up on YouTube with any comments that you may have. A lot of you have been chiming at me throughout the weekend, been answering as many of those as I can. In addition to that, I want to try and figure out what is wrong with Maryland. They started out so promising, and then they're not. we got to give some kudos to Northwestern and also Nebraska. They're absolutely on a roll. We're going to do all that in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Athletic Brewing Company. They've completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. In fact, their award-winning brews beat out full-strength beers in global taste competitions. People couldn't tell. Like, I have some right here. How about that? Nice product placement here on screen. Uh, Athletic Brewing Company brews over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer. They do IPAs. They do Goldens. They do Sours. They experiment with different flavors all the time, different types. And they're fit for all times. You could be kicking back, watching a game, drinking it. You could be watching your kid's game and drinking it. Again, it's non-alcoholic. You can drink it while you're working out. No hangovers, nothing. It is great. And you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy them online at athleticbrewing.com. That's athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. And also, passion, drive, and patience. It helps with the Big Ten football team, right? Well, it's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, looking good, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win, just like your favorite Big Ten team. I'm telling you, 
Keep your ride or live, uh, your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. So let's talk about some other interesting storylines out of the weekend here in the Big Ten. Uh, we're going to talk about Nebraska for a moment. And by the way, they're one of the four that are tied in the West. We're going to talk about that in tomorrow's Lockdown Big Ten podcast, the four-way tie atop of the West Division. But Nebraska hosted Purdue on Saturday. Nebraska wins the game 31-14. to Matt Rule, look out, guys. The Huskers, they've won five of their last six games. Remember, they started out 0-2, and everybody's, whoa, is me, Matt Rule, the new guy. He's not winning. He's losing one-score games like before, like Scott Frost. What's going on? Well, they've won five of their last six. And uh, one more win, and the Huskers are going bowling. First time in seven years. One of the fans shouted out at Matt Rule when he's leaving Memorial, Memorial Stadium. He's like, hey, we have one more. We're bowl eligible. He's like, we're not stopping with one more. we got a lot of season left. Heinrich Harburg has been a steadying influence on this offense, uh, not turning the ball over as much when they had Jeff Sims under. Although Jeff Sims came in for a minute and fumbled the ball. So no good. Jalen Lloyd, one catch, 73-yard touchdown. Boom. It was the second catch of the season. Did that against Purdue. That was that was pretty good. Tommy Hill, a couple of interceptions for the Huskers off of Hudson Card. And the Husker defense held Purdue under 100 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. I believe it was 99 passing and 96 rushing. Tremendous job. Meanwhile, Hudson Card, I got to admit, a little bit of a disappointment. We hyped him up in the offseason. We were very curious to see how he was going to do transferring from Texas and going into Purdue where they were going to air it out, and uh, he's he's underdelivered. 16 to 32 in this game, 100 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Purdue's now two and six. Maryland at Northwestern. I want to talk about these two teams as well. This was a noon game on the Big Ten Network. First of all, Northwestern quarterback Brendan Sullivan, who came in a couple of weeks ago due to an injury uh, to their starting quarterback, threw for 265 yards and two touchdowns, ran for 56 yards, and Northwestern beat Maryland 33-27. Nobody saw it. 19,000 fans. That's it. I think the weather was a little bad. I think uh, Northwestern was a two-touchdown underdog, and yet they ended up winning the game. And lo and behold, Northwestern is four and four. You say, Craig, who cares? Why? Northwestern, four and four. What does that mean? Think about what this team has gone through. I talk about this almost every week on this podcast. They had one win last year. One. None on American soil, by the way. They go through the hazing scandal. They fire Pat Fitzgerald. So interim head coach David Braun, who's a young guy who just came over to, you know, be the defensive coordinator. All of a sudden, he's the coach. Like two weeks to go before practice, like days before media day. He's got to handle all of this stuff. He's got little kids at home. I think another one on the way at the time. Crazy, right? So for him to kind of stabilize what's going on at Northwestern and have him four and four, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Northwestern needs to take the interim tag off of his name and make him the head coach of Northwestern. Doing a great job. Fantastic job. Uh, by the way, next week they play Iowa. At Wrigley Field. That should be interesting. 
And I like the all-black unis this weekend. I didn't at first. I admitted this on our live show on Saturday. I didn't like them at first. It was all black. Black helmets, jerseys, pants, and then it had a really dark purple number, which almost looked black, outlined in a sparkly gold. I thought it kind of looked big time afterward. I got used to it. And I liked it. What did you guys think? Meanwhile, we got a bigger issue with Maryland. They started out 5-0. and they wanted to tell everybody they were ready to compete for the Big Ten title along with Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Some people thought they were. We gave them every opportunity to prove themselves here and discuss. Now they've lost three straight, and they got Penn State next. How's that going to go? What's going on with Mike Loxley's team here? At least, by the way, that Penn State game is at home. They got that, they got that going for them. But, you know, it's like they were, they were up uh, three games ago against Ohio State, like, yeah, we're proving we belong. And then they had the door hit them in the face, and they gave up 27 unanswered points, and it's like that broke them. That broke the Terps. That stretched at Ohio State. They haven't been right since. So uh, it's too bad because they are a good football team, but they are in a slide right now, and it's not looking too good. By the way, uh, Talia Tonga Boyola, he threw for three touchdowns this weekend, but he was sacked six times against Northwestern. Um, yeah, I think that's their problem. We got Michigan State at Minnesota this weekend. Minnesota won that game 27 to 12. Miserable looking day in Minnesota. I'm uh, look, I'm down here in Florida. It's like 85 degrees, breezy. I'm watching this game. It's like snowing. <laughs> it just looked miserable. You fans who went to that game, bravo. Way to bundle up and go. Ethan Kaliak Manis threw for 200 yards and a touchdown. Daniel Jackson, who I like, seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And how about give it up, give it up for Jordan Newbin? He's the running back. So he's the third stringer, right? He's had six carries for 25 yards in the first seven games. Darius Taylor goes down with an injury. Zach Evans goes down with an injury. Jordan Newbin gets the call this weekend. What does he do? 204 yards rushing, a couple of touchdowns, like 40 carries. I mean, what a workhorse. G great job. And next man up. Love it. And also, I think that speaks volumes about the Minnesota offensive line. Absolutely. So good job there. Gophers have won three or four, by the way. And they're in the mix there, and uh, that, that jumbled mix at the top of the Big Ten West as well. Meanwhile, Michigan State, Kate Hauser has been in for Noah Kim. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. Sam Levitt got some playing time. Is he going to be the next guy on their third quarterback now? Arlen Barnett doesn't seem to have any answers. They've lost six straight since that team fired Mel Tucker. So it is what it is on the football field. It doesn't look good for Michigan State right now by, uh, by any stretch. Well, um, okay, that's it. There were only five games this weekend on uh, on the Big Ten slate. We got seven this upcoming week. So the, the bye weeks, fans don't like bye weeks, but they're in there anyway. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. And also, those of you who check us out on the weekends, we go live. We went live at halftime of the Buckeyes and Badgers this past Saturday night. We also have the Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live show every Friday at uh, 11 Eastern on this channel, Lockdown Big Ten. So check it out. I'm on there for a couple of minutes, too. I don't host it. I'm a contributor, as they say. Uh, but anyway, it's 11 o'clock on Fridays right here on the Lockdown Big Ten channel. So um, I always make observations over the weekend. I kind of make a top 10 
of things that impress me. I'll share them with you. See if you agree with what you remember from the weekend. All that is coming up on Lockdown Big Ten. Prize picks is fun. It is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You're not playing against anybody else. You're not playing against pros. The short of it is you group some players together and their stats, and you say more than or less than on the stats. And whatever happens determines that you're a winner and you collect your winnings. Here's what you could do. I'll give you an example. Tonight's game, Monday Night Football. Got the Raiders and the Lions. And you don't have to pick the same players from the same game. I'm just using it as an example. For example, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders. You can say Josh Jacobs, 60 yards, and Jared Goff, less than two touchdown passes. More than, less than. Whatever you want to do. And if you get it right, your winnings roll in. You impress your friends. You impress everybody with your winnings. It's awesome. It's a great experience, and it's a lot of fun. And you can go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college right now and use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, so I am going to give you my top 10 thoughts, observations, events over the weekend in the Big Ten. I'm going to put it up on full screen so you can check this out. We can go through this together for those watching on video, for those on audio only. I will uh, try and describe this in detail. Nebraska defense in at number 10. They held Purdue to under 100 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. I just mentioned that a moment ago. They're number 10. And number nine, Minnesota wide receiver Daniel Jackson. Just told you how much I liked him. Seven catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown in their game this weekend. At number eight, Northwestern coach David Braun. Told you a minute ago, they're four and four. You got to give this guy some props. He took a disastrous no-win situation, and he's winning some football games, and Northwestern is competitive. So you got to take your hat off to them. Had the deck stacked against him. At number seven, want to give a shout-out to uh, Northwestern, uh, their uh, defensive lineman, Aiden Hubbard. Three sacks and three tackles for loss against Maryland here this weekend. At number six, Penn State's Drew Aller and Keandre Lambert-Smith for their game-winning hookup, 57-yard touchdown pass with a minute 46 to go. That is what ultimately defeated the Indiana Hoosiers, a game that was tied at 24 under the two-minute mark. And number five on our top 10 observations, got to give a shout-out to the Badgers' defense. Nine tackles for loss and two interceptions against the Ohio State this weekend. Good job by the D. I think the Wisconsin defense has been largely underrated this year. We haven't, we have, we've talked about them here on this podcast. Others don't. At number four, the atmosphere at Camp Randall. That is always fun. Whether you got, um, you know, the whiteout at Penn State or whether, you know, Camp Randall at night, Kinnick Stadium at night, there are just some atmospheres that you don't want to miss. This was one of them on Saturday night. 
at Madison. At number three, give a shout out to Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. Six catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns in that game against the Badgers. And also, we can't uh, go without giving a shout out to Travion Henderson, the running back, 24 touches, 162 yards, and a touchdown. And number one, the third string running back for Minnesota called into action due to injuries above him. Next man up, Jordan Newbin, 40 carries, 204 yards, and two touchdowns in the Golden Gophers game this weekend. Congratulations. This is it. You take to take a quick look at it. You can agree with it, disagree with it. Love to hear from you again on our website, uh, talkbig10number10.com, at Twitter, at talkbig10number10, or, of course, on YouTube with all the comments. So there you have it. That is a look at uh, our top 10. Always fun to do to start off the week. Tomorrow we'll do the Tuesday tweets, right? Be sure to subscribe down below. Help us out. Subscribe to the little button below. It's free. It's quick. It's easy. No other commitment than just do it. And you're in the club. You'll get uh, you'll get noticed when this is released each and every day. First thing. And you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. I told you we do the audio ones. They're out at like four in the morning. And the YouTube video ones come out about six in the morning. And you're good to go. You can watch them at your leisure anytime throughout the rest of the day. And we always appreciate it as well. The more you watch, the more it helps us out. And tell your friends about us too. You got some Big Ten friends or family member, they're alums, let them know. Let them know what we do here at Lockdown Big Ten each and every day. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to look at that four-way tie out in the West, trying to predict what's going to happen here as we go into the month of November in the Big Ten. Now I want to invite you to check out our friends at the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. I can't wait till we talk again the next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.